Welcome to the Lead Up Leadership Podcast. Hear from rising leaders and seasoned leaders across various industries to see about their leadership journey and how you can level up your leadership game. Here's your host, Renato G. Lead up! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lead Up Leadership Podcast. I have a special guest with me, uh, Brother Cole. What's going on, sir? How you doing? Happy New Year. Man, what's up, man? Happy New Year, man. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor. Thank you for having me. Thank you for making some time, man. Um, can you uh, quickly, before we get into the questions, because I want to jump kind of straight into this, um, mm-hmm. give us a little background, you know, a little bi- short bio. Who is Cole? All right. So who's Cole? All right. So I'm a, I'm a 2020 graduate, so I'll give you like some college me and then where I'm going, you know, so uh, I'm from the Bay Area. I just graduated from Sacramento State. Um, in terms of leadership at Sac State, I was a president of BSU, did some work with McNair Scholars Program and uh, conducted my own research. So that's where I got my roots in leadership. And right now, I'm a spoken word artist, motivational speaker, and a, a full-time youth mentor at a, a continuation school. That's what's up, man. We're going to get into all those things uh, throughout this podcast. Um, but I want to do kind of a two-part question uh, as you, you're talking about 2020 and now 2021. Um, I'm curious, tell me, some, tell me one thing that you took away from 2020 as well as what is one thing you're looking forward to as we step into this new year, 2021? Something I took away from 2020, um, relationships. Like relationships are so important and this isolation kind of amplifies that because as we're in the house, I mean, we're either worried about our, our loved ones or trying to get together with friends or talk to them as much as possible. Or we realize, dang, I didn't have solid relationships like I thought. And it feels mm. kind of isolated, you know? So um, relationships has just been like all of the things that you thought mattered, all the projects you're working on, it, it really just slowed down. And you had time to think about like, okay, what matters? And, and for me personally, it was just like, okay, being at home with family, I've been able to like cherish it more and just slow down my time and spend time with, with my loved ones. So that's been important. And even just graduating and looking like, you know, what my next chapter in, in relationships and a new circle is going to look like. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to connect, even though it's virtual, which is a weird way to start networking and making friends. But I've been able to do that as well. So relationships, 100% in 2020. Um, what I'm looking forward uh, to do in 2021 is I told myself, it's not New Year's resolution, but I told myself I'm leaving hesitation in 2020 so mm-hmm. i'm going to stop hesitating on my creativity and my ideas and i'm looking forward to producing and putting out a lot of content and, and creativity and all the, the all the different aspects of life that i like to dabble in and creativity yeah no that's dope and i'm gonna touch on that creativity but before we wrap up that 2020 we did we both along with some other colleagues um we did something before the 2020 year was over and we kind of yeah. went through this uh as they would say, the hardest job interview uh, event, right? Like a yeah. whole, an all day, uh, what I'm referring to is this NELP uh, program that we both got nominated and invited to selection day as they call it. And it was one of the hardest, most challenging, but also uh, I would say um, growing and learning experiences for me. But I'm curious, you know, to kind of chit chat with you. Uh, what did you, <laughs> tell me, what, what were you thinking? I know we've kind of tried a little <laughs> bit before even we started yeah. recording, but tell me, you know, what was your thought process going into it, uh, you know, through the process? And yeah, tell me, tell me what, what, what was going through your mind. <laughs> Man, brother, you know, that 
that was that was crazy. Um, and maybe give, into give it, a little context too of what actually happened because you know we know what happened, but or maybe maybe we have to be careful on what we can actually share. We, but we maybe, gotta be careful yeah, with it. But yeah, so I'll say like, <laughs> all right, you don't know what you're getting into when you enter this job interview and you're competing uh, against a whole bunch of really competent and successful people right, that. Yeah want to become a better leader and want to go through this leadership program and we're put into different groups and we have different activities and we're not prepped on anything we have to do it on the spot that's yeah. the best way i can say it without that's perfect what that's we went great to. that's great um into it i was i just felt like okay i love leadership i'm passionate about it i feel good mm -hmm. i know i was going to be on the younger spectrum i think mm -hmm. i was the youngest one there mm -hmm. but I didn't know it was going to be like that. Once I got into it and into like the competitive stuff, like I was nervous the whole time. I had never been tested in in a leadership way before. Like I've never, it was almost mm. like, it felt like I was playing a sport, but yeah, mentally right. with leadership. Right. And I, I've never experienced that before. So like the whole time I, at this desk, I was really intense um, and, and nervous. And even I started off bad. I don't know if your camera, uh, if you could see me, but I did. We had to bring an item and I brought a vision board, which yeah. is actually on my wall right here. And I had two different devices that were on and people couldn't even see my item. And that was my introduction. And yeah. they thought that I didn't have my camera on. So that already brought like my confidence down when I started. I'm like, oh my God. Like, right. But overall, <laughs> what I took from that was like, I, I was super self-aware. I, I think what I learned was like, it's time to level up. Mm. I mean, that, that's the, that's the best thing. Like I was, I was like, yo, I want to go back. Like if I could, I would do it again. Like mm -hmm. I, I was excited about that. Um, and I was like, mm -hmm. man, if this is what they do now and you have to be, you know, sustainable, what is the 10 months in the program going to look like when you get accepted, you're right. going to come out a beast. Yeah. And then at the end, when all of the judges introduced themselves, all you heard was executive so-and-so, mm -hmm. chairman of this, CEO of this, crazy network. I said, right. I'm supposed to be a part of that. So right. I, I wanted to, to be a part of the challenge and I'm, I'm hoping I got in, man, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, well, hopefully we'll both find out and hopefully we you know, get the opportunity. But I'm definitely, I'm with you there, you know, whatever happens, uh, if I gotta do it again, I'm gonna do it again. Uh, Cause it definitely is a, a growing and stretching uh, opportunity and experience. Uh, I want to go back to the creativity part because this is something uh, that you actually got to share and we got to experience uh, at work, right? We happen to work within the same organization. Um, yeah. You got to present um, your Dreams Reality kind of program that you mentioned at your continuation school that you work at. Um, could you share a little bit about that? Because, um, you know, once we saw that, right, in, terms, in front of the whole staff, everybody was just like super impressed. Um, talk to me a little bit about what exactly the dream to reality is and why you decided to do that. Mm, you talking about the IYT group at the school? Correct, yeah. Yeah, so I work at a continuation school and man, I meet these guys virtual, you know? So you think mentoring virtually, how am I gonna engage kids? But you also, it's kind of double because they're at a continuation school. So those are the disengaged kids. Um, right. And my thought with the dreams to reality was, when they come to this group, what can I connect them to, right? It, we already, we're in an org called IYT, Improve Your Tomorrow, but specifically something they could own for themselves, what message can bring them there every week? And I thought, you know, D2R sounds cool. Dreams to reality, 
and I use it in my sales pitch. I'd say, who, I, I just don't think, if I was saying, hey, man, you want to be a part of this group, it helps you make your dreams come to reality. We meet, this, we meet at this time, and you'll get a brotherhood. Mm. Who's going to say no to that in a time during quarantine where you're already <laughs> not doing good in school? Like, yeah. it, it helped me sell it, but it also gave them something to connect to. And so, I mean, I've just created this brotherhood with, with a group of guys where we come together, and either the objective they should leave with a closer network of guys that are their age going through the same thing, uh, juniors and seniors at the continuation school age 16 and 19, or they should leave feeling more equipped mm-hmm. with knowledge to be successful as a, as a young leader in the world, or they should leave feeling like they, they learned something new about themselves. And that's mm-hmm. my goal in each group session, camaraderie, learning about yourself or being more equipped for the future. And also, you know, my, my method, my philosophy is F squared. So mm. every time we come in there, F squared, one F is fun and the other F is functionality. That's so it. every time I lead a session, they got to be having fun, but they also have to leave learning something. But right. if it's too functional, they're not going to engage. If it's too fun, they're not going to learn. So for me, it's mm. been that balance of, of like combining different activities. Some right. days is strictly about the brotherhood. Other days, I'm really just talking about what a growth mindset is. Sometimes sure. it's both. Yeah, yeah. So that that F squared, that's crucial. Yeah, I love that. I love the, I love how you incorporate into your sales pitch, uh, because as you said, you got you kind of got the double, um, the double effect of working with a certain population, and then you got the virtual, and right. And I love how relationships, right, are super key. I'm a I'm a big person when it comes to valuing relationships, and there's definitely a challenge when you can't do that in person right? As we've experienced yeah. the last couple of months and even this past year. Um, I'm curious, um, you know, with all the creativity and the drive and passion that, you know, that you're really taking upon yourself. And really, even for me, uh, someone that kind of saw you uh, here and there when I was at Sac State, uh, kind of getting to know you even more in this past year. Um, was there like a leadership defining moment for you, like along your journey? Because I think for a lot of people, sometimes I'll say, me too, uh, for, for a moment or a season, I always looked at people and they're like, you know, leaders that I looked up to and like, they were always like that. But as I got right, to learn right. more about their journeys, that really wasn't the case. There was either something that, um, something that, you know, there was something more behind, like a reason why, you know, it, they changed directions in their life or something happened in their family that they're, you know what, I got to make a decision to change, you know, whatever's in front of me. Um, hopefully that's making sense. Um, yeah yeah I get what you're saying so like what was that defining moment for me yeah 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 man so I'll go back to like at Sac State in 2017 I was a member of the Black Student Union and I was around a little bit I wasn't too consistent I didn't have a a lot of influence but I was there and I knew what was going on and who was in the group Um, and the vice president dies right, 26, 27-year-old black man dies of cancer, and I saw the effect he left, and it was so many people, they were mourning, but they were also, like, he was giving them positivity, he was leading, he was, he, he was sowing seeds into the community, right, he was, he was changing lives, It, it was, it was deeper, his impact was felt, yeah, and when I saw that, it made me reflect, I said, you know, what am I doing right now, 
No, I, I was doing good in school. I was working out, had the, you know, the straight A's. I was reading books and I was focused, but I wasn't, yeah. you know, putting myself out there on the leadership forefront, right? So yeah. uh, long story short, I, I ended up running for the, the activities coordinator position. And I got that position. And I had never planned events before, but now I have, <laughs> I'm in charge of planning events for the largest black organization for students on campus. Yeah. And so I, I end up getting this committee of like nine students that stayed with me the whole year. They're members, they don't have an obligation. They stayed with me the whole year to plan events. Mm -hmm. They like bought into my leadership. When I saw that, I was like, hmm, like I'm, I'm leading people, you know? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It, it was it was effective. It, the, the events, they were, they were popping, they were lit, people loved it. Um, and I was like, okay. And by the end of, of it, it's a year term, by the end of that year, people were putting this gem in my ear, like, hey, you know, you should run for president. You mm. should run for the president. You should run for the president. And I was like, mm, I don't know. You know, I have other things on my mind. I, I'm, I'm not really yeah. trying to do that. That's a big, <laughs> a big thing, yeah. you know? But what made me take it was, I remember in high school, I grew up as a basketball player and my number and my name was called sometimes on the court in basketball mm -hmm. and I didn't respond how I was supposed to if that mm -hmm. makes sense so like you know coming in my freshman year and varsity coaches are recruiting me but choosing to not play play bar and, and stay back in, in an easier place and doing the same thing my sophomore year when gotcha. I could have been on bar all four years or you know my number my number is getting called and I'm not answering the call gotcha. right and so it felt like the same thing if I would have said no to that presidency, because mm. essentially BSU replaced basketball for me. Gotcha. That's the thing I spent my time with. Now in college, it's BSU. And so when I got that, you know, that varsity level call that, you know, go to the mm -hmm. top spot, I said, bro, like, I can't do that twice in my life. Yeah. Mm. And so I, I took it and, and I accepted it. And I went into the position, you know, just, just full force, giving everything I had. But that that was the moment for me. Yeah, no, that's dope. And can you tell me that? Because I I don't uh, I do remember the um, the loss of the brother, but I didn't get his. Uh, I didn't don't recall his name at the moment. Oh, but, his name was Isaiah. That's right, Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rest in peace, day. Yes, because I do remember uh, there was um, a couple events afterwards, right? In terms of, like a fundraiser, I think at the at the rink and stuff like that in, in honor favorite of him. skate rink yep. yeah yeah so yeah definitely remember that um that's dope man i didn't know that that's awesome um and kind of well kind of taking a different direction but still within like the leadership space um as i've learned too and and maybe you can attest to this you know being in a leadership position uh there's a lot of perks you know it's it's great to kind of have that influence and uh make decisions but there are some uh challenges that come with that responsibility and that position and influence. Um, is there a challenge you recall, whether it was in BSU or maybe even now or recently um, that you can kind of talk about? And I, I wanna talk about a challenge because it's from those challenges that, you know, like we kind of mentioned earlier about, you know, being challenged and being stretched, that's where a lot of the growth happens. So I'm curious to maybe hear from you if there was a challenge that you experienced, maybe it was a new challenge or yeah, you got countless. Countless. <laughs> I'm just thinking of oh, yeah. which I, one and, do I want to share? And all the leaders said, amen. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> right. So, man, oh my gosh. Okay, so, so a more surface level wasn't too hard for me to get over. Uh -huh. Challenge was like 
as a president of BSU, I had to lead meetings and I had to recruit a lot and just go up to random people on the quad. At that time in my life, I wasn't that person. Even mm. when I was activities coordinator, I was in the back. I was pretty quiet. If I wasn't <laughs> leading an event, I was chilling. Yeah. Um, but when I became president, I knew that as like the, the head of that org, when we're tabling, I have to be out there active with the, you know, a loud voice about the organization. Yeah. So I had to like step out of my comfort zone until being that was my comfort zone, essentially. So right. now, I mean, I could approach anybody and sell something, but that was big for me. Yeah. Then leading a meeting for two hours every Thursday, <laughs> that was big for me. I'm like, damn, yeah. that's, a, I was, I was nervous about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, now I speak. So, but at that time that got me comfortable in front of an audience. It mm -hmm. taught me how to facilitate and how to interact while I'm up here with a group of people. But that yeah. was something I was always very, very nervous about in the beginning. Um, on a deeper level, in terms of leadership, one of the, the hardest things that I had to learn that probably like cut the most was um, how to fill my cup up and pour out. Mm -hmm. uh, my first time in leadership, man, I poured the whole thing into what I was doing. I poured, <laughs> I poured it all out. You know, um, I was the president of BSU around the time that the Stephon Clark decision was released to not convict the officer. Yeah. Um, so my community was going through it. Yeah. And I was a college student and I had a job and I was doing research. I had a lot of things on my plate, yeah. but it got to the point where I was showing up to school for BSU. I was there, like that was my primary reason to be there. Right. Um, and I just poured out, just poured out. I didn't know how to care for myself or set those emotional boundaries or limits in my mm -hmm. mind about how far I need to go and, and when yeah. to give and when to pull back for myself. Yeah. Because if I'm not my best, then I can't give to my community the best that I can, right? So really learning like that self-care, how do I care for myself as a leader and how do I set those boundaries and understanding that if you take a night off, if you take a, a day off or 30 yeah. minutes to rest, everything's not gonna fall apart. And that's mm -hmm. just how it felt. It felt like I always needed to, to be doing the work or something was gonna go wrong. But like now I, I have that that more calming sense, like, no, you can you can take the weekend, you'll be okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you don't have to answer the person on your board right now or yeah. that student. You can call them back in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. But th those boundaries, I didn't set those boundaries in terms of when to contact me about it, when I was working, but also just the emotional boundaries and yeah. pouring myself out. You know, I was caring way more for my service than myself. And that was Ooh. one of the hardest lessons I learned. Wow, that's good. I love how you said that service to, yep, that's good. That's good, man. Um, so Cole, as now that, you know, being a, a graduate, you know, basically working full time and pursuing, you know, different business ventures and your creativity aspirations, uh, what is something that you're currently focused when it comes to maybe your, like your leadership toolkit, your, your skill set? What is something you're trying to sharpen up right now? What is something you're currently focused within your leadership repertoire? With my brand, I'm good at conversations like this. We can come on here. We <laughs> could talk about leadership all day. I yeah. would love this. This is, yeah. this is my realm. Yeah. Now, try to bring one of my guys from the continuation school into a conversation like this. Mm -hmm. It might be boring. It might be dry. Try to bring someone who just doesn't think about leadership or maybe someone who doesn't see themselves as a leader. It's hard to get them to want to hear this. So a mm. skill set that I want to acquire with my brand is 
how do I make this fun? How yeah. do I make this conversation entertaining, mm -hmm. right? What, how do I need to perform it? What other elements do I need to bring into the, to the presentation or into the conversation to get the person who thinks leadership is boring to listen? Because those are yeah. people I want to reach too. Yeah. I want to reach the ones that don't think they can be leaders and have them pulled in, you know? So mm -hmm. for me, it's about bringing that entertainment. It's like with being a motivational speaker, yeah. I put in my bio like motivational superstar, motivational entertainment, uh, making it entertaining. I want you to tune into a conversation about leadership or about growth mindsets, just the same way you tune into SpongeBob or reality <laughs> TV or yeah. a, a music show or, you know, uh, the NFL on Sundays. Yeah. I want it to be that entertaining. So that's a part of my skill set. If I had to put that, like sum it up, just the entertainment value increasing my entertainment value because gotcha. i have the content now it's how do i deliver it to where i can make it entertaining and fun that's good i love that i love that um as we kind of start wrapping up and, and closing i want you to help some of your your guys and other people that are tuning in to how i would say lead up or level up with within their leadership um by completing this statement and the statement is every leader needs this Knowing what you know now and the things that you're learning currently, help me finish this statement. Every leader needs. Every leader. When I first saw this statement, <laughs> my, my answer was vision because yeah. if you're following me, I got to be able to take you somewhere. And if I don't have a vision or a compass as to where I'm taking you, then how can I properly lead you? How can I effectively lead you? So I believe, but I think there's so many components, like so many right answers. But one thing that I believe is crucial is every leader needs vision. You need to be able to see because when you're leading people, sometimes they can't see and you got to open their eyes or sometimes they have to borrow yours so mm -hmm. that they can get the right perspective. So if you don't have a vision, <clears throat> then it's going to be pretty hard to help others craft theirs so they can walk yes. in their own vision. I love how you said that. That's so true because as I've learned, I would say in these last year, two years in my current role, where I was so used to getting a vision, right, from my my supervisors or directors, um, now it's kind of expected upon me if, all right, now it's your time, your turn, right, to build out the vision. What is, where are we going? Where's the direction mm -hmm. that you're trying to take us? And for me, it was kind of scary, but at the same time, as I'm learning now is, you know, that's a great responsibility to have. It's like, and it's fun to now like, all right, how can you map that out? How can you take other people that are following yeah. you and influencing um, them to be, you know, going towards a, a great direction. So I love, I love right, that right. vision is very key. Um, if people want to continue to kind of tap in and get this entertainment and education from you, Cole, uh, how can they tap in with you? I know you got a YouTube channel and you're very active on social. Um, how can, how can people kind of link up with you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, LinkedIn professionally, my name is Coley world. Coley is C O L E Y. And then world spelled correctly. Um, on Instagram, it's this Coley's world, which is T H I S C O L E Y S and then world W O R L D. And then my YouTube is the exact same name that I just said for my Instagram. So, you know, go ahead and subscribe and hit the notification <laughs> for the content. There you it's, go. It's motivational entertainment. You're going to be motivated and entertained at the same time. That's perfect. Well, I appreciate the time, Cole. Appreciate the value that you gave. Um, and I hope to 
you know, have you on here on a future uh, podcast episode so we can hear more about all the great stuff that you're providing, not only to the community, uh, but future people, uh, wherever that you're going in your career and, and uh, your creativity. So really appreciate you, Cole. Uh, you heard it here, Coley Carmen, Coley's World on the Lead Up Leadership Podcast. Catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Man, thank you for having me, bro.